three, two, one. Welcome to the Mix Zone by Infront Lab. On this podcast, we chat with sports and innovation leaders from around the globe, talking about everything from the newest technologies to major trends affecting our industry. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we're Infront Lab, the innovation branch of Infront Sports and Media. We use technology to improve experiences and create new opportunities in sports and help sports and entertainment organizations by bringing them closer to cutting-edge technologies and startups. We cover all sports-related industries, from data to content and everything in between. I'm Marav Severe, Marketing Manager at The Lab and host of this podcast. Often when we speak about innovative sports organizations, we think about the top leagues and teams in the world, those with what seem like unlimited budgets and that make headlines frequently. But they're not the only ones making big strides when it comes to tech. The European Handball Federation has been at the forefront of innovation for quite some time now, from key partnerships to implementing the right tech and creating their own hyper-casual game. EHF has made it a priority to stay ahead of the curve. Joining us now is Thomas Schoenig, Director of Media and Communications at EHF. Thomas, thank you for being with us. Well, thanks for the invite, Marav. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure having you with us. And you know, Before we get into the EHF, your approaches to technology and innovation, tell us a bit, a bit about yourself. Um, so I'm the head of media and communications at the European Handball Federation. Um, I actually, when I was thinking about this, I had a German teacher, um, and for the small possibility that he's listening to us now, I'm not going to name him. He always said, um, my name is XYZ and I have two dogs, two kids and a wife in that order. So <laughs> for me, I have a wife, two kids and a dog. And they're all on the same level. Um, all on the same level, not all, in that order. All on the same level. Um, the European Apple Federation is based in Vienna. Um, originally from Germany, uh, moved to Vienna just about ten years ago now. Um, I started in the media and comms department, being responsible for um, national teams, um, the editorial coverage um, mainly. Um, and about two years ago. I took on the role as um, as head of media and comms, and uh, since then I'm heading the department. It's a department of uh, ten people, me included now, uh, taking care of obviously uh, the external and the internal uh, communication of the European Apple Federation, uh, which then includes um, uh, everything you, you can see on our website uh, in terms of articles published, etc. Uh, everything we do in social media. Um, um, but also like corporate publications, uh, some some graphic design. Yeah, and in, in that respect, uh, and whenever it touches these fields that I've just mentioned, um, obviously also um, innovation. And there's plenty of technologies and innovation that go along with everything that you just mentioned. And, you know, when we spoke previously, you mentioned the phrase movers and shakers in the industry. So why is it so important for you to be the first and be movers and shakers? And how do you implement that in your day to day? Well, you've mentioned in your intro, you've mentioned, I think you've called it the top leagues and teams in the world. There's obviously a sport that's uh, very similar to handball. It's just played uh, with the wrong um, parts of your body. Minor uh, details. Yeah, minor, minor details. They um, take up a lot of the cake. Uh, they take up a lot of the cake in terms of attention. They take up, obviously, a lot of the cake in terms of... Um, 
just out there in the sports business. Uh, all the other sports with varying degrees, obviously, I mean, depending on, on where they are located, etc., fight uh, for the remaining crumbs of this. So for us, I mean, we are, I mean, I don't want to underestimate us. I mean, we are reasonably big when it comes, when it comes to Europe. I mean, handball is the, is the second biggest team sport in Germany, for example. Uh, it's very much up there in, in the Scandinavian countries, Denmark, Norway, Sweden. However, on a global scale, obviously smaller. So importance for us and like, and, you know, being, being innovative is it's a possibility to stand up. It's a possibility to kind of show, hey guys, here we are. You know, like look at us. It's not just all about. Uh, it's not just all about football. There are opportunities in handball and handball. So it's a possibility for me to to position ourselves to raise attention and and awareness for handball to make uh, to make people interesting for us. Because when we're talking about you know talking about the breadcrumbs, what do we all fight for? Uh, it's attention of the, you know, it's, it's the fans' uh, um, attentions, the people's attentions out there, whether this is uh, attention on social media, on, on, on TV. Uh, it's a fight for people's time. So being innovative is a possibility to say, spend your time with us because we make it worthwhile for you spending the time with, you, with us. And this is a concept that a lot of uh, teams, leagues, federations, whoever it may be, have come across over the past couple of years are really understanding now the importance of it. But it's easier said than done when you're talking about introducing innovation into organizations. So how do you foster such a culture of innovation within the EHF? Because you have various types of competitions, you work with clubs, you work with national teams. There's a lot going on within the EHF and there's a lot of different players. So how do you foster that type of culture across I think the the most important one is being uh, is being open minded. Uh, sometimes being a bit daring because obviously, if you want to be in it, uh, innovative, you have to kind of leave um, some path that you might have been treading on for for some while and that might have become um, comfortable, so to say. I think being innovative to uh, a certain extent, and obviously, you try to minimize that comes with a uh, a certain risk because it, it, it tends to come with um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The word now, spending money. That's the word that I'm looking for, but I, I think people know what I mean. Um, I think everyone understands what it's like to spend money in that yeah. Um So it, it, it comes with this. I think, and I, I would like to focus here on the on the department. I mean, I think here as, as each medium comes, we do benefit from being a, um, a reasonably young department. Uh, when I look at my, my social media guys, when I look at and the other employees, uh, it is it is reasonably young. What I try to instill is that I give them a a chance to shine and a kind of to confidence to come up with their um, with their own projects, so to say. And I kind of try to 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 build their confidence and say, let's let's get out there, let's let's try new things, let's be innovative. And in the end, I think this is a kind of a feeling and an attitude that I also um, get from my um, uh, from my superiors that I have obviously within the framework we operate, uh, but I receive a, um, a certain amount of liberty to be innovative, so to say, because I think those two definitely go go hand in hand, so to say. I mean, we're not we're a federation in the end, you know, we're, we're a sports governing body. So, you know, when you're looking uh, when you're looking at the harbor, we are not we're possibly not the fastest moving boat in the harbor. You know, we're somewhere, um, but um, so what we I, have our we have our procedures, um, etc. But I try to 
put an extra engine on the boat whenever it's possible. So, so what are some of the things that you've tried? You said, obviously, that you're, you're trying to help your team build the confidence, come up with these ideas, be innovative, be creative. What are some of the ideas that they've come to you with that you've tried along these couple of years? Most most recently, and, and uh, I mean, hopefully we have the chance to talk a bit in, in detail about this, is is probably our partnership. Uh, is probably what we've done on TikTok and how kind of this this TikTok channel has has grown. It's not not so much about implementing a uh, implementing a tech tool here, so to say, but I've basically given that to one one guy, and he's I mean he's been the main driving force in terms of human resources growing this from what now. December 2020, it goes back uh, a year and a half. And in December 2020, it stood at 20,000 followers. It now stands at almost 400,000 followers, if I'm not, if I'm not 380,000. So that's incredible growth. Um, when it comes to when we're talking about uh, tech innovation in, in 2018, Infront brought WC, and then I, I think you're uh, very much aware of it. Uh, video editing fostered or supported by artificial intelligence brought this into the partnership. This is then a, a tool we can continue to use in terms of, uh, like with the new uh, media and uh, marketing deal, which the EHF signed in, in 2020 with Infront and the Zone. We are basically using this tool day in, uh, day out across our competitions. So not only for like, um, Near life clipping highlights, so to say, but is a uh, is something that you know is not like limited to the competition as such um, anymore. We have just let me think. What is a good example? We um, have been partnering with um, another um, Israeli um, Israel-based uh, company, which is called Minutely, also AI-driven. They basically turn your um, static content on on websites into uh, into moving imagery, like uh, the the article images, basically turn into small clips, increasing the engagement, increasing uh, increasing click through rates. Again, this is uh, this is something that we we tried and tested, and basically then have incorporated into our daily kind of workflows. And so, um, so going along with that, what are your strategies in selecting these technologies? testing them? What are the things that you're looking for when yeah. you're working through this? We have one, the European Anvil Federation, we have one guiding uh, one guiding theme, say to say, and it's January, January 2020, then it was officially launched, uh, the so-called European Handball Master Plan. Uh, this European Handball Master Plan sets out uh, one very, very ambitious goal, and that's kind of like the overarching goal across across everything, which, which is uh, in, in this decade, turning handball into the uh, most attractive indoor team sport in um, in Europe. That is obviously- It's an ambitious the, goal. Which is very, it was very ambitious, but I think it's always better to have ambitious goals than like at the very top, rather be, rather be ambitious. And then obviously you have to make sure that you take the small steps on the way to, to kind of reach this. Then it's it's basically built on, built on seven pillars, comes a bit of like handball, um, terminology in there. Uh, one pillar is highlight events. One pillar is uh, grassroots development. Um, one pillar is governance. And one pillar is also about fan engagement and 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 reaching new audiences. And one one thing here, and this is this is basically the pillar, which is probably the most important for um, 
for my department here, so to say. Uh, reach new audiences, uh, reach the young audiences, increasing awareness, um, etc. So when I look at, uh, and there's one very precise goal, which is basically 2.5 million uh, followers across our social media platforms uh, by 2025. Um, so when I look at, at technologies, this is what I mainly have in mind. How does whatever we implement potentially help us in reaching in reaching these goals? That's the main idea. So what have you learned from this process, you know, in terms of other maybe organizations, governing bodies who are looking to, to go through this process as well? What have you learned from the, the journey that you've taken that you would suggest to others to do when choosing and so selecting these technologies, when trying to bring in this sort of innovation culture into the organization? I think when I, I did I did say open mindedness and that for me is is really the the key here, so to say. I think we've been very lucky uh to have partners by our side who also make suggestions. I think it 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 always helps to have yeah, to talk to other people and to have uh, to have organizations who can kind of help you in this process, especially a sports governing body, because obviously our like a sports governing body like the very main goal, like the core is, is, is developing sport. And I mean, that's where they, that's where they came from. So to say, I think it helps looking at what other people do out there. I think it helps looking at, at football, what I try to do. And I mean, now again, I've, you know, I've just been at, in London at, uh, at sports pro life, and it's been actually quite, uh, quite exciting to see people again. Um, and, and to talk to, um, to other people in the industry and then whatever there's an offer because i mean the, the candy shop the candy shop out there in terms of innovation is 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 limitless it's it's, it's like and just continues to grow it, yeah it's it's like uh ikea sorry for the ad here it's like ikea times 10 times 100 so you say so my advice would be to be open-minded go there try and whenever whenever i see something like whenever there is company a offering me product X, then I say, okay, they've been they've been trying this. I mean, let's let's stick with football just because it's so easy. You know, they've been um, they've been implementing this in football. Is this something that I can implement within the handball framework? You know, within the um, within the differences. You know, obviously smaller fan base, obviously less money to take the negatives, but maybe we can we can implement this quicker you know maybe we can implement this faster just because we don't have to go through like so many levels of as much bureaucracy um, even yeah exactly so i always try to see how can i adapt this for handball because a lot of examples are at, at the very at its at their opening are not like necessarily geared for handball so i mean we looked at um, talking about wc and i believe wc first I think when we talked about them, they were looking at um, basketball. I think if I'm, if I'm not that mistaken. was where they originated. Yeah. So and then obviously, to, I think we've been on a journey with them to kind of adapt their product for for handball. And the um, the other thing is, and I've been talking about daring and kind of lessons uh, lessons learned. I've been saying to my team, okay, if we want to do this, we can fail at some point. I think you must not be afraid to to fail. However. Your goal should always be not to just try it for the sake of trying, but you have to be willing to invest the necessary, the respective resources to, to make this thing happen. If you've done this and you eventually fail, that's a, that's the second that's the second thing. So you say, I mean, when we're looking at 
at social media and what's out there, platforms come and go. This is, I mean, one last one last example where we like in this already a year ago. So I just have to get my memory up. I think it's already a year ago that clap that Clubhouse was, you know, the latest hot the latest hot thing in town. Um, and, and now it seems as if no one really uses it anymore. No, no one seems, and I wanted to be on Clubhouse because I think you know because it fitted like it. You know, it's like new, innovative. You know, you could kind of be the first in handball out there again. Stick your stick out. Luckily, we didn't do it. To be to be perfectly honest, at the same time, and it just coincided. Obviously, Twitch had been around for longer, but more or less at the same time, we decided to invest resources into into Twitch. And it's a it's a hard journey. It's a tough journey being on uh, on Twitch, uh, but we've um, we're still there. And I, I do want to talk to you about Twitch uh, in a little bit, but first of all, I want to focus on one thing that kind of goes along with several things that you'd mentioned fan engagement and getting new fans, trying things and taking those risks, even if you fail. You tried something in the Women's Euros 2020, uh, introducing a hyper-casual game, you know, which you brought back an even improved version for this uh, year's men's tournament. So let's talk a little bit about that decision to create this hyper-casual game. What results did you see from it? I think it comes back to exactly what we uh, what we talked about because it, it fitted and it still fits um, our overarching goals. Let's say one thing we are currently not doing first, so you say, um, handball is not in esports at the moment. Um, there is there is a game. This this game is at the moment is just not strong enough, say to say, to really create um, a handball esports uh, community. However, gaming audience, you know, when we're talking about uh, reaching your audience, obviously huge. Uh, the um, the figures that I read when we were talking about uh, 2020 and, and hyper-casual games and the, the audiences, I think we're talking 650 million kind of potential, like, you know, like the, the audience being interested in this. So for us, in terms of innovation, introducing the hyper-casual game, because there was no, you know, no esports was, was the first, you know, was one step into gaming. Huge possibility. Also quite interesting from an audience point of view. I'm quite young, yeah. So quite, you know, uh, very young audiences, and very much even in terms of gender. So across, like when we're looking at our um, our social media channels, um, our our website, we are going more towards a two third, one third kind of split. Uh, so male, female, two thirds male, uh, one third female. So here we have. 50-50 um, again. So all of this together made us decide to to do this step. And the the first one has been successful, uh, as you say. Like we we launched it for we launched it for the uh, the women's one. It was a simple penalty shootout because hyper casual. Obviously, you wanted to have a low level entry. The second one, as you say, we we worked uh, with it for the the men's EHF Euro 2022, so the latest European Championship in January four months ago. We added uh, another mode. Uh, we we called it wacky mode. It's just uh, basically uh, in, uh, increased the uh, the fun a bit, and so now we have established that. And I've been talking about the kind of like long long breath here, so to mm -hmm. say. It is uh, so we've established the platform. Downloads grew significantly. We went from fifteen to somewhere around the forty five thousand uh, mark. We have a foot in the gaming door, 
a small a, a small foot. I mean, definitely not like the other. We've kind of you haven't pushed the door wide open just exactly, yet. Exactly, exactly. And um, I think now, and and this is also something what I have in mind. And you know, like again, like talking about the long long breath. At some point, also we would like to see a return of investment. So to say, when I create these platforms and in the end it's a it's a, it's a communication platform it's a it's a platform with which we communicate uh to our to our fan base there so mm -hmm. you said that uh we can offer this to sponsors subtle here subtle because we're hyper casual with, you know it's hyper casual game i think users wouldn't like it too much if they are suddenly say and this game is brought to you by and you can do you can do this you can do that so you say, but or that to... pops up as you're about to throw the ball exactly <laughs> exactly um, but you are, in order for this platform to uh, to be interesting for sponsors, you need the you need the data, you need the numbers behind it, so to say. So you first have to um, establish it, and and then in order to being able to approach someone and say, look, this is actually a platform that reaches forty five thousand people. They are aged between eighteen and twenty four, mainly fifty percent male, fifty percent female. This is exactly based on what you have said us before. This is exactly the audience that you're also looking to. So this is step two. Step three, which kind of, from my point, always goes parallel, um, is is working on how do you bring these uh, um, people back into your into your ecosystem? How do you? Because you know, ultimate goal coming back to like a federation's core. How do you make them pick up a goal? Mm -hmm. how, how do you make them pick up a ball? That would be, you know, that would be the idea. If not, not only just coming back to your own platforms, but actually going out and you know playing in the real world, not just the virtual world. Exactly, playing mean? playing in the real world. That's uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, or if they don't play, then at least watch us in the real world. I want to go back to you mentioned TikTok and you mentioned Twitch, so I want to focus on each one of them separately. Though um, you introduced or announced a partnership with TikTok ahead of the Men's uh, Euro 2022 this year, can you tell us a bit about this partnership and? The strategy that you have when it comes to TikTok, obviously, you already mentioned that you grew exponentially. So how is it that you found the success on the platform, a platform that has become so widely used that so many people are on it, it's hard to stand out? I think what paid off here is that we invested, uh, invested first. So when TikTok approached us, we had already made the decision to invest resources in there, so to say. We, we were, I mean, small brackets. So you say we were in the lucky situation that based on a, uh, on a, on a previous partnership with Infront France, actually in 2018, we had a, when it was still called Musically, I believe, we actually had a certified account. So we had a, a small base we, we started from, but the account was already out there. And this is what I mean with like, like handball, we are not, we are rarely in this situation where a platform approaches us and you know you're such a big sport uh, we, we we work with you because we want to grow the platform so for us it's more the other way around mm -hmm. we have to grow our presence on the platform first before we can uh, before we can go there so we have a person uh, dedicated uh, to this creating very bespoke content i think that's on tiktok that's the key the right content the right music the right feeling for it is there a new spider-man movie coming out should i maybe do something about superheroes so to say and um, how do you combine spider-man and yeah. and handball <laughs> exactly well you know we do throw a ball into nets you know so that's 
<laughs> so, uh, but I, th I think it was a super. I think it was a superhero clip. I think there were more superheroes than Spider-Man present at that stage. Um, this this feel for the right moment. I think in on on TikTok you have to be you have to be cheeky. I say I here because I mean ultimately I'm responsible for our external communications. Like I think I allow a lot of cheekiness. Also, we tease football quite a bit because they also I think well commit handballs. There's also a hand, there's also a handball in football, which is obviously for all the wrong reasons. But... It's the hand of God in football. So, it's, so. The hand, it's the hand of God, exactly. And that's part of being innovative. It's bringing that's, in new ideas. Exactly. So it's not just you know sticking to the rule book and what everything's been yeah. done, but bringing in these creative sides that may not be technological, but they're yeah. making a difference. Yeah, and um, then I think so. This is this is this is all the groundwork done, city design. Then when when TikTok approached us. That was the icing on the cake, so to say. That was basically the, uh, how do you say the, uh, what's the English word for it? We were uh, praised, not praised, for all the hard work. It was, yeah, it was the um, Belohnung. I have the German word in mind, but I hope all the listeners Use the know. German one. We'll, we'll translate it. It's, it's, the, it's the Belohnung for everything we uh, we did. It was the icing on the cake for all the all the hard work. Yeah. So. We suddenly had a, a permanent presence on on Twitter, uh, on uh, on TikTok. There was a landing page for the European Championship. We were present with our with our challenge, with our hashtag challenge, handball skills, on the respective mm -hmm. people's uh, discovery page. On the in the in like in the, there were certain uh, countries where um, this whole activation was present. So Hungary, for example, um, and. Uh, when people in Hungary went onto the discovery page on TikTok, they saw handball skills. We were able to do lives with TikTok and, and promoted lives. Um, archive content, um, obviously because of uh, existing broadcaster rights, broadcaster contracts, but um, lives, heavily promoted lives. We had incredible audience of several hundred thousand people for matches from the European Championship. 2020 so so you were really able to maximize tiktok yeah. as much as possible it was the reward that was the word for i was looking for it was the reward for our listeners here reward equals belono belono equals reward and we'll all start using in our day-to-day -day now <laughs> <laughs> it was the reward for all the hard work um that that we that we put in and um yeah and and we, i mean we're now uh, looking into into continuing it and and hopefully we're able to to continue it working with TikTok. You also have put in a lot of work um, and were early adopters of Twitch. How is it that you've used Twitch in order to help grow handball? Again, I mean, uh, it came back to exactly what we talked about before, reaching new audiences. There is obviously, and I think that's the, you know, the, the beauty of Twitch, there is an existing audience that you, uh, that you dip into on Twitch. The challenge is then how do you make this audience interesting in you? How do you make them and again, it comes down to innovative, bespoke content. So you say, and it's—I mean, I must say—I mean, it's incredibly, it's incredibly hard. This is like on on Twitch, the amount of, well, let's let's talk about of you know amount of hours you put in to gain users is for us compared to TikTok is a uh, hundredfold. So to say, I mean, you know, but we've made the decision to invest these resources into TikTok. We're going the same way as we are have done on on TikTok in terms of say, okay, we stick our head out there, we create a presence for handball on Twitch, 
it's I mean it's incredibly small. It has just I think shy of five thousand followers for seven or so. I think if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken right now. Um, however, it's the reference platform for European handball. So if you want to watch European handball on Twitch, there is no there's no there's no bigger platform. We're now aiming to to start conversations on with Twitch um about mm -hmm. our presence we have uh, we have been able to do this already at a very very small extent like one of our streams was promoted uh, during the european championship and again i mean it's just, it's like it's like tiktok then for us like the like suddenly you have like thousands and thousands of thousands or hundreds of thousands actually in that respect like watching at your at your stream um we're again trying to be innovative and daring because we're now um nearing the the end of the club competitions we're actually looking at a uh multi-day long stream from the uh, EHF Final Four in, in Cologne, uh, basically. Uh, so across well, 72 hours is the bold, is the bold aim. Uh, looking at various types of content uh, here included, looking also at reaching um, new audiences across time zones. So when it's night mm -hmm. uh, in uh, in Germany, where we where we play the EHF Final Four, we are looking actually at uh, playing out content that can be interesting for uh, South American audiences, uh, where there's also a smaller stronghold. So yeah, we're also here on Twitch, continuing our way to be uh, innovative and daring and, and, and trying to put European handball on the, uh, on the map here. So, so while doing that, obviously we talk about being movers and shakers and trying out new things. What are some of the trends that you're looking at and recognizing in the industry that it's important to capitalize on? I think, and coming back to, I mean, I mentioned briefly that I was at um, at SportsPro mm -hmm. uh, Live uh, just at the end of April in in London. When you, I think when you're talking about sports governing uh, bodies, it was interesting to see we're all in the same boat. And and I think that's why it's so important to be innovative because everyone trying to reach the young audience because that's I mean that's the grassroots is the basis of of our sport. Um, we're all competing with Netflix and the likes of you know Disney Plus and <laughs> exactly like you know like in a, in a, in an increasingly fragmented and dispersed kind of world and and individualized maybe you know we're fighting for people's time and fighting for people's intention so we are all in the uh we're all in the same boat in order to reach this i think you have to really um look where your audiences are you have to look like fish where fish where the fish are um and offer this make them distinct content offerings i think and it'll become increasingly important and i think this is also where um, we together with other departments will lay or have started laying and then will continue to lay emphasis is uh, you want to know more and more and more about these fans so um, analytics data will become um, increasingly but it has already significant importance and will increase in importance um, not so much not so much my sphere um, but OTT and streaming mm -hmm. plays uh, plays a very important coming bigger role. and bigger also coming bigger and bigger as well. Uh, so this is, I mean, on our side, this is currently EHF TV. Our OTT platform is something we manage uh, together with our partners from uh, from the zone. Lots of insights and and inputs also coming there on 
on my side in terms of uh, innovation i think is about continue to 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 reach and uh, increase the awareness of the sport of the sport through innovation and i think that kind of that kind of sums it up and it really comes down to these like bespoke and very distinct for audience content offerings we've been speaking as i said and, and i think you know our like everything we've been talking about this hyper casual twitch for gaming there is tiktok for a very kind of short attention span you know young audience we do continue to serve our um, our hardcore fan base um, we obviously work a lot with automated content production increasing our reach because these automated content automated content is not only going to to our channels but it's also to partner broadcast partners mm -hmm. etc so yeah so in the end it's the mix isn't it the uh, the name of this podcast the mix zone that's it's that's it all comes down so, to that you know so, <laughs> you know so it's it's the mix that makes you it's the mix that makes you successful plus uh plus the the, the open the open-mindedness who tells me and i mean i, I presented uh and I'm, I'm wary of your time i think here i presented i presented numbers uh to our federations and and, and we, we talked about uh, we talked about TikTok. and if i had presented these numbers four or five years ago my TikTok obviously wasn't a thing back then and 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 the driving force of growth would have been uh would have been facebook by far i mean who tells us that you know mark zuckerberg still loves facebook in like three years i don't know yeah don't know. we'll we'll have to see what the platform of the future will be in three to five years we, exactly exactly yeah, as and much as we try it's, it's very difficult to predict the future it's very it's, exactly it's, it's like it's the it's the money ball question isn't it you know? so <laughs> um, this is how i position like in terms of head of media comms this is how i try to position the european handball federation never be never be sure always be ready to leave uh trodden path and continue to grow and, and it seems as if you've been successful so far and your adventures as uh, Thomas, uh, pleasure having you on the Mix Zone. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, Eric. Thank you. That wraps up another episode of the Mix Zone by Infront Lab. I'm Rob Severe. You can find me and the lab on LinkedIn. And don't hesitate to reach out and chat with our team about sports tech solutions or just last night's game. Enjoyed the episode? Let us know your thoughts on the podcast. And don't forget to rate us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>